80% of success is who you let through your door. But it all begins with you as the leader and becoming somebody that people want to follow, becoming somebody that attracts high level talent inside of your business. You wanna always be building yourself and developing yourself. You can't lead others well until you lead yourself better. Make yourself an attractive character, a strong leader, somebody with clear vision, goals, going places, something exciting to be a part of because that's your competitive advantage against the big corporate gyms. Lead yourself, make yourself, and your opportunity position so that when you do put out that bait, the right fish come in for it, and you'll start to assemble your dream team. Welcome to the Fitness Empire Podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Empire podcast. This is your co-host, Dustin Bogle and Matt Wilbur, and we are excited to dive into a topic that we thought could really benefit this the industry, our fellow gym owners. And if you haven't gone back, listen to the first episodes where we tackled the number one problem that we hear people bring up, and that is, I need more leads. So to kind of build off of that, we thought it's important to attack the second most popular phrase we hear gym owners say, and that is, I need more coaches. I need more high quality talent. I need more staff. And because this has been said so many times, we decided we just need to attack this thing head on because we know if we can help you guys in both these areas, you know, again, addressing this, this leads, the desire for more leads and this desire for getting more people that these two things alone can make a massive impact in your business. And that is why we're starting here. These are our initial topics that we're covering. So Matt, I want to hear your two cents, man. Why is this, in your opinion, an important topic to address with gym owners head on? I personally think 80% of success in your gym is who do you let through your front door? Your people are your products and being able to be able to recruit. And that's the key word here is be able to recruit high quality people to be your product is massively important. And a lot of people struggle, and we're going to talk about that today, but a lot of people struggle to recruit and attract high-level talent because they think it's just a tactic. They think it's just a, I place an Indeed ad and people are going to, to show up, but there's a lot more to it. And it actually starts with you as the leader. We're going to give you guys five things today that you need to do as a leader. And if you do those five things, that's the foundation, then the tactics and the strategies will work. If you don't do these five things, the tactics and the strategies will not work. Just like everything in life, it starts with you as the leader. As the leader goes, your business will go. As you go as a leader will affect your ability to recruit and bring on the best talent. So we're going to cover those five things uh, today. Before we get into those five things, you got anything else to add on that, Dustin? I, I just want to put this in everyone's ear. We're starting with lead yourself because you have to lead with yourself before you can lead others. And so that is what we're going to be tackling is how do you, what, what, what is this line between you and being able to hire people have to do with anything? Like Matt said, why, why can't we just put an ad up and just get all these applicants and get flooded with coaches? 
Well, if you are finding it a hard time to find talent, if you're finding it's a struggle to keep people, if you're having high turnover with your team, if you feel like you just haven't found what you, you hear other owners or business owners have is this dream team. And, oh, my God, I want to thank my team. We're, we won't be here without my team. You're like, man, I want that. This episode is for you. And that's why we brought our most action-packed uh, information because I've hired probably hundreds of people now. And I think same for you, Matt, like again, uh, 30 combined years of, you know, operating businesses, we are here to now distill to you the best advice we have. So this is one to definitely take notes on and I'm excited, Matt. So let's dive into it, brother. The, the first thing that has to be in place for your business is a clear and compelling vision of the future. A lot of people make a massive mistake because they just put up a job. You're gonna, I need you for X hours. You're going to show up at X time and I'm going to pay you X, right? But that is going to get you no one to sign up for your Indeed ad. No one's going to apply. And you're going to be like, hey, this stuff doesn't work because all you're doing is offering a job. And no one today just wants a job. The only people that want a job are people that are very desperate. A players and B players. Uh, even even some C players aren't just applying for a job, right? So you have to provide a calling, a mission, and a purpose for that person. And you need to call that out inside of your ads. So there's got to be something in it beyond just a paycheck. People want to be part of something bigger than themselves. We all hear that. But are you doing that, right? And then ultimately, people want to be part of something noble that makes a difference. And I can't think of any industry that is more noble, that makes a bigger difference than the fitness industry. But do, do you even call that out in your ad? Like, does it even reference any of that stuff? Or is it like, hey, I need you to be certified and I need you to work at this time. And these are the things that you need to be able to do versus actually speaking to them and selling them the vacation versus the trip, right? And you need to be able to do that. But it starts also with you having compelling vision, but also you being bought in to what you do. Do you believe that we have the most important job in the entire world? Because if you don't believe that, then how are you going to recruit? So how you feel about your industry, how you feel about what you're providing to other people is going to massively affect your state and how you recruit. It's going to show up in your copy. Like if you think you're just providing a job and you don't think you pay very well, like how well do you think you're going to write that Indeed ad? How well do you think you're going to sell it to your members and sell it to your team members to recruit for you? So if you're not bought into it, the, the recruiting, the downstream of the recruiting is going to be bad and it's not going to, to be effective. So first, for you to sell a vision, you need to be bought in to the vision of your company. So the first thing that I would advise anybody, and this is the best recruiting tactic in the world, is create a big, compelling vision that allows other people to win inside of that vision. If the only person that can win inside the vision of the company is you, and they're just there to work for you and to serve you and serve your company, you have it asked backwards. How do you serve them, right? So make a vision that people can be a part of something bigger than themselves, that everybody that comes on board can win, and that there is opportunity and growth opportunity for your team members. If you can be able to spell that out and share that in a compelling way, you're going to stand out massively compared to everybody else. So step number one is get very clear on that vision. Bigger, the better, but don't lie. A lot of people make a bunch of crap up to make it sound good. If, if you can't fulfill the vision or you don't intend to fill the vision, 
That's not what we're saying, but we want you to start creating a compelling vision that you can start sharing with the world. And when you do that, you're going to start attracting the right people. The people that aren't right for that vision, you're going to be able to say, go away because they're like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. Love it. And where this shows up, I want to call this out to people who maybe don't have the budget to, to offer full time. I get it. I was in the same way when I started. I was only a little higher part time person. So ask yourself, if you got to make a living for yourself and your family, why would they say yes to your job position if it's part time? Who would bite on that, right? If you put that bait out, what fish is going to go for it? Where the calling and the vision means more than the money, right? When they say yes to a passion, not yes to the paycheck. People will sacrifice because they want to be part of something that they believe in. And that's why people go get like an internship because they believe I'm going to receive more than, you know, uh, than, than the paycheck. I'm going to get like lifelong education, a lifelong experience. I'm going to be rubbing shoulders with really great people. Look at they're completely willing to bypass an internship or to bypass the paycheck and do an internship or even do a low pay internship. So same thing, if you have a job offer where you don't have a lot of hours, you don't have a lot of pay, you're not competitive, we get it, you're a small business, you might be one location, two location owner, you have to have this vision to give this reason that they should work with you versus all the other competitors in the area. And people want a leader, they want to follow a leader. So ask yourself, why are you worth following? Do you have a vision that's exciting and, and can connect the dots of how their life fits in with that vision and where you guys are going and how you're making an impact? And they're saying that's more and more these days what people in the workforce, especially the younger generation, want more than anything. They want to make the world a better place. They want to be part of a mission, a purpose. And it's kind of the old antiquated way where it's about like 30 years with us, you'll get a pension, you'll get a gold watch, and we'll throw you a party when you hit 40 years. Like people don't look for that, right? They're they're looking more for a, a purpose to, to get behind, something they believe in. So yeah, I just want to double down on that, especially again, just speaking up for the owners that don't have a lot of hours. You got this is where you got to double down and make sure you have some big purpose and vision to give them. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent okay to be in a place where today maybe you're not offering a ton, but obviously, if they're looking for growth potential, they can see that growth potential, and you got to show it to them. They're just not going to assume that there's growth potential if you're not telling them that there's growth potential. It's saying, hey, you're going to come on board. This is the hours that we have. But as we grow, this is what's, what it's going to turn into. And we're looking for people that want to be a part of that, right? So if you don't share it and you don't put it out into the world, then, then no one's going to know about it. And you're just going to keep attracting uh, people that are just looking for a job. All right. Number two, you have to elevate your leadership cap. John Maxwell says the, the cap on your business is, is you as the leader. And, and if you want to attract high-level people, then you need to become a high-level leader. And a lot of people don't attract high-level people because they don't think of themselves as a high-level uh, leader. So the standard that they have for allowing people to come in is going to be a lot lower because their, their feelings of themselves as a leader is going to be lower. But the truth is, a level eight person is not going to allow a level six person to lead them. In order for you to attract the highest level people possible, you must be as high to a 10 as possible. No one's a 10, right? 10's perfect. No one's a perfect leader, but you need to see yourself as a level eight, level nine leader in order for you to start attracting the six, the eights, and the nines in, in the world. So it all starts with you leveling yourself up in, as a leader, but also what is your perception 
of yourself as, as a leader. If you have a low perception of yourself, you're going to attract low-level people. And, and ultimately, you're also going to feel like you deserve to have low-level people. You need to feel like you deserve to have high-level people on your team in order for you uh, to be able to attract them. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And I think that sometimes people can focus more on the business side of things, which is the marketing, the sales, you know, all that type of stuff. And they hear about leadership and they don't really connect the dots. Of how is that going to play into my business? So I'm just not going to pay attention. I'm not going to work on my leadership growth. But I'll tell you, some of the best work I've done on myself that's helped me grow the business is leadership development. It ha it wasn't a new marketing play. It wasn't a new sales tactic. It wasn't a new coaching format of some sort or you know learning a new exercise. It was learning how to be a better leader because like you said, Matt, as people grow, you you have to stay ahead of them because if they surpass you in growth, they're gone. They're, they're going to start thinking to themselves, I could run this place. I could do a better job than the owner. Um, I'm more consistent than the owner. You know, the traits that they have have, have passed you up People will, will will not think highly of you and they won't want to follow you. And so essentially, you have to work on yourself as a leader. And it means things like clarity and vision. It means communication. It means being solution-minded and bringing positive energy whenever everyone else might be bringing negative energy. You only see the way out when they only see that there's no way out. These are the things that they'll say, okay, I can count on you. When things get tough, I believe you're going to be there for me. I don't believe you're going to make an excuse. You're going to bail and you're going to leave us hanging that's where you see poisonous workplace environment where people say, you know, like they're not going to say it, but like people might steal from the company and then the other teammates might not rat them out, you know, because they're like, yeah, screw the boss. He doesn't care about us anyway. Right. People who work with a, a leader, they, rep they, they respect, they don't do things like that. So um, and, and I've seen it. I've been at jobs where I saw people doing this type of behavior. And I was like, what the heck are they doing? And and it was just because they didn't feel like there was any type of culture. There was no teamwork. There's no camaraderie. This is just a paycheck. They won't notice. Who cares? It's 10 bucks. But these are the things that, again, trickle down to all the thoughts and the behaviors and the beliefs that people do all come from the leader. And so uh, I think that this is massively important. I just don't want to make sure people don't skip over it and just say, OK, cool. Number two, on to the next. Like, really hear this guy. So it's huge. One quote that, that always stuck with me, again, from John Maxwell, because he's like the, the godfather of leadership, right? He says, the leader knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Um, and, and honestly, that start, that goes back to the vision, right? Like, if you don't know where the vision is, then you don't know the way, which means you can't show the way, right? So that is going to be the struggle. And, and part of when I talked about perception, too, is your belief in yourself to lead others and grow others and develop others. If you truly believe that if somebody, if a coach comes into your organization, and you can lead them and you can develop them and you're going to grow them and you're going to make them a better person and you're going to invest in them in, in a way that no other gym in the country will ever do. Like you're going to recruit people a lot differently. It's no different than if you believe that you provide the best product, the best service, in your industry that you are so far above every other gym that if a client goes to another gym, you're actually doing harm to them by allowing them to go to a different gym, right? You're going to sell different. You're going to market different. Like you have a duty and obligation to do everything that you can for them. Now, 
vice versa, if you're an amazing leader and you provide so much opportunity for your team and you're going to grow and you're going to develop them, you're doing harm to personal trainers by them being a coach in another gym. So just that perception of your leadership, if you don't perceive yourself as a good leader and you know that you're not going to invest in them, you know you're not going to grow them, you know you're not going to develop them, and you know you're just going to give them a job, you can imagine how that affects your ability to, to recruit others. All right, that's number two. Number three is your reputation. The most important thing in the world is your reputation. If you live in a small town, your reputation matters even more. But ultimately, the, the gym space is a very small space. We may think like there's all these gyms, but I guarantee you like most gym owners know other gym owners and, and other coaches know other personal trainers in the area. And you're going to develop a reputation. So the first thing when we look at a reputation is what's your reputation as a gym? Are you known for providing a great product? There's no coach in the world that wants to go work for a gym that doesn't isn't known for providing a great product, right? No one's going to be like, hey, that gym over there provides a really crappy product. I'm going to go work for them. I'm going to be a part of that, right? Uh, do you get people results? Are you known for getting people results? Are you the gym in your city, in your town that gets people results? Every coach wants to go work for the gym that's getting people results. Everybody wants to be a part of that, right? Does your gym give back to your community in some aspect? If you are a community leader and everybody knows you're a community leader and your gyms are always giving back, again, people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Like that is a massive differentiator. Um, and then are you ethical? This may sound weird, but are you ethical and do you do the right thing? Are you known for screwing people and, and not doing the wrong thing? Are you known for uh, not being such a great boss or a great leader and you just run through people and you don't take care of people? I want to That's, share a story that is, about that. Like uh, there's actually a gym owner. I won't say names and locations and all that, but they hired us gym reinforcements to do their outbound and call for them. And we always go in with an optimistic mindset. Sure. We're here to help. Let's do your lead follow-up. This was the first time it happened for us. And so we learned and we put measures in place, but all the people we called said, I would never go back to that gym. No, they, they did me dirty. They double drafted. Oh man. They're so mean. there. like, they said some things. And this, we were like, okay, that, that was one person. And I was like, okay, that was two. We're like, we're starting to see a pattern. No lie, 20 plus people would hang up, yell at us. I'll never go back there. Tell us about their terrible situation. So we actually had to come to the owner and say, we got to stop service because we, we, we did not know this going in until we got our hands dirty and started making calls that there's just a reputation problem. We can't solve that for you. I'm sorry. We wanted this to work, but it's just not going to work. So, you know, again, let that be a lesson to, to what Matt's talking about here, that your reputation stays for years. People don't forget, like they hold on to with to negative stuff way longer than they should, but they do. And then you have a negative referral, which is people actively telling people not to go to your gym. And that is the work. That's like the kiss of death. And that's a hard, hard thing to bounce back from. I've seen it done, but it takes years. And so just never put yourself in this spot, right? By doing it the right way from the beginning and having a good experience and take care of your customers and do what's right. <laughs> hey guys, it's Dustin with the Fitness Empire and I want to share with you an exciting opportunity. All right, myself and Matt Wilbur, we are putting together a Fitness Empire mentorship. So what is this exactly? This is for gym owners who want guidance, coaching and mentorship 
to get them to the next level of business growth, all right? Now, this is only for people who are actually interested in creating transformation in their clients and in their community, okay? If you're just sales-driven and marketing-driven, we are not about that. We do give you strategies and tactics, but we want to solve the deep-rooted issues within every fitness business that will lead it to be a generational business, meaning it'll be around for decades to come. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, then I wanna encourage you to join the Fitness Empire mentorship. And so what you wanna do is you wanna to go to yourfitnessempire.com, read all about the mentorship. And if it sounds like something that speaks to you, then I encourage you to sign up because enrollment is open now. This is not something that we are actively allowing enrollment all year round. We have specific periods where you can join the program. So if that is something that you want to join because you need that help, you want to learn from people who have 30 years of combined experience in over a dozen operating gyms, then I want to encourage you to come in and work with us. So go to that link, yourfitnessempire.com and check out to learn more about the program. Let's get back to the podcast. And they... The weird thing is a lot of the, the people that are like that are not self-aware of their reputation. Uh, they think they're in the right. They think they did the right thing uh, because they're just not not self-aware. But their ego is getting in the way, right? And it's, yeah. we can, again, come in and say, Here, here's the strategy. Here's the tactic. Here's the stuff. But the thing I can't change is your reputation. The only way you change your reputation is by making changes moving forward and and really making sure that you're always doing the right thing. There are so many people, like one of the things that people say is business is business. And I'm like, business is not transactional. It is relational. And if you want to be in business for a long time, you need to understand that it can't always just be business is business because the people that we're talking about, right? Those are the business is business people that it's all transactional. How do I make the most amount of money right now? How do I sometimes screw people because I, I think I'm in the right, but they don't even realize that they're screwing people and how it's actually screwing their reputation because no one's going to go work for that person. And you can, again, do the tactics. You can try to get your clients to refer you people. You can try to get teammates to refer you people. You can do all that stuff. But if your reputation in that town is that's the dude that screws people, do you think anybody is going to come and work for you? No, it's just not how it's going to happen, right? Um, and then the last piece of this that I always see is, are you in the industry for the right intentions? Do you truly care about changing and impacting your clients' lives? Or do you see it as a business opportunity? If you see fitness as a business opportunity, you will not attract the people with the right character and the people that you want inside of your business. They want to know that their leader, again, knows the way shows the way like they actually care and they're in this industry for the right reasons. And it's often, again, those transactional people that are the ones that we're talking about here. So really question yourself right now, are my intentions pure? Do I truly want to impact and change people's lives? And then when I'm speaking about what we do to others, am I talking about how we're going to change and impact people's lives? Or am I talking about how we're going to make more money um, and the things that a lot of people actually don't care about. People get into this industry because they care about other people. They're passionate about serving and helping other people. So show them how you're going to give them a vehicle to do that. You may care about the money, but if that's all you ever speak about, then, then you're never going to attract high quality people. Absolutely. I love it. 
Good points, man. Let's keep pressing on. These are all amazing. All right. Number four, uh, sell yourself on what's in it for them. Oftentimes, we're always looking at what's in it for me. I need this service and I need some help and I just need their hands. And, you know, we're looking at people as as objects and pawns inside of our business versus going, hey, what's in it for them? If a fitness coach were to come and work for me, what can I provide them? How am I going to make their life better? How am I going to grow them? How am I going to develop them? How am I going to invest on them? And part of it is you're selling yourself on why this is such a great opportunity. And the reason why you would do that is because if you believe it's a great opportunity and you think people would be crazy not to want to work for you, that's going to massively shift your energy and massively shift how you recruit other people. So a lot of people struggle because they don't think they offer a lot because they're just looking at it under the context of it's a job. And they just kind of list everything that's in the job. But inside of that, what's the training that you do for your team? What's the education that you provide? What's the career advancement? What's the benefits that you provide inside of your locations? And a lot of times when I work with business owners, they struggle. I'm like, do you do this, this, this? They're like, yeah, we do that. Is that called out in your ads? Do you talk about that? No, you don't because you just don't see it as value, but that is actually massive amounts of value. It's like making an offer at your gym. If you just sell workouts, that is only so valuable. But if you sell a transformation and inside of that transformation, you have the, the, the workouts and you have the custom nutrition and you have the accountability and the support, and all the other guides and all the other things that you do. Now your offer feels way more valuable than just we sell a workout program and it's $150 a month. No one sees value in workouts. So you need to speak in terms of the stuff that they value. And more often than not, a lot of gyms provide a lot of value to their coaches. They just don't see it as value. They see it as I'm offering a job and that's where the value is. There's no there's no value in a job outside of a paycheck, yeah. right? People yeah. want growth. They want development. They want to become a better version of themselves. How do you do that inside of your gym? I love it. And I got to say, one of my favorite things that I share with people is everyone's favorite radio station is WIIFM. What's in it for me? And not only does that go for your customers when you're trying to talk to them about your services, because where you lose a sales, where you say what we get, we get you as a member, you, you're, you know, you're going to be joining our business. All you do is focus on them. We're here to get you results. We're here to help you transform the same way you want to approach the job where it could be very much, you're going to join this, you know, you're going to get these hours. It's very transactional. You want to tell them how they're going to grow and what's in it for them. Not so much what you're going to get as having a new staff member. But the big thing that I think happens here is that people are operating from humility, but it actually can become hurtful humility where you're like, oh, I don't want to brag. I don't want to like list everything we do, but you're hurting yourself. You're actually not, you're, you're not allowing you to get the best talent because you operate from something I call the curse of knowledge. And it's because you're so knowledgeable inside your business. You immediately assume everyone has that same knowledge. And that is a curse that you know so much that you are not verbalizing it. And you have to, you kind of got to go into like, salesman mode and you got to really be that preacher for your business and tell everybody about it and brag on it and again i know that that is uncomfortable because people are in fitness tend to be very humble and like, i don't want to brag about myself i don't want to say all the things we do 
this is the time to do it. Just like you would get very convicted and sell and all the benefits of your fitness program, you need to sell this person on why they need to join your company. Um, and there, there's just, there's a lot of opportunities now that people can look at. Um, there's less and less they're finding people looking for in-person brick and mortar type of jobs. More and more people are trying to find something they can do online. But then you see all these tech companies are firing thousands of people. And so that availability is going down. And now more people are open and looking for that brick and mortar location job because they can't find that. And so realize that this is something that you're bringing value. You're, you're, we're now in a employer's market where the employers have a little bit more leg up. All the employees are not as much as in demand in that online setting. And you're providing value. And number one, giving them a job. It was actually one of the things that I didn't know how fulfilling it would be until the first time I did it. I just opened to the gym and I was just this trainer and I was just thinking about my clients and getting more people in the gym and helping everyone get healthy and fit. And the first time I hired somebody and I was able to give them a paycheck and then I got feedback like I took my kids to you know a vacation with the money I got from this job. I bought a car. We got my got my own apartment. I moved out of my parents' house. Like you're giving people their financial like freedom and and their ability to stand on their own feet and have independence. Like there's a lot of cool things you do as an employer. So like own that, feel good about that. You're helping them in many ways. So obviously this is step one in the process, but eventually you're also going to talk to these people, right? So you are going to recruit to the level of your conviction. How convicted are you on what you provide? So maybe right now you're like, you know what? I need to up my what I provide game. Uh, and, and that's totally fine. Like start adding so much value to those team members that you're like, somebody would be stupid to not want to work here. Get to that level of conviction. And that's how I feel about my gyms. And I don't know that's the way that Dustin feels about in his gyms because we provide so much to our team members. And a lot of it started for me of what do I wish I had when I started inside of the industry? What do I, what do I want to provide my team that I wish I had? Start there and then really justify that wrong where you just provide so much value to the team members that come on board that you feel obligated that everybody who is a great coach needs to be working inside of your gym. Uh, so that is step number four. Step number five is it's an investment, not a cost. How are you looking at bringing on team members? How do you currently look at your current team members? Every single team member is an investment. Um, and this is the greatest investment that you will ever make. As a business owner, the greatest investment you will ever make is into your team. So when I look at my team, like they provide so much value to clients' lives. They provide so much value to our business and they provide so much value to me. I don't look at the payroll and go like, oh my God, this is how much they cost me every single month. I look at it as a, it's an investment. And if you're looking for an investment, do you want to invest in the, the best thing or the worst thing, right? Oftentimes the best thing costs a little bit more. So you may need to get over the fact that you are just looking at how does this affect my payroll tomorrow? And I get... There's some circumstances that you can only pay what you can pay, and you're going to have to overcome that with the conviction and the vision and your reputation in order to attract some people that may take a little bit less of money because they love you as the leader and where, where your business is going. But you may need to look at, am I just being cheap? Is the reason why I'm not getting somebody in my business is because I'm just being cheap because I'm just looking at 
this is what this person costs me and this is all I'm willing to pay. But you got to realize what is it costing you by not investing in the right team members? It's costing you way more, I promise you, because it's going to show up in your turnover because those team members are probably not going to, if they do come on board, they're probably not going to stay very long. Or if they do come on board, it's probably a lower quality person that actually makes your product suffer. And what you're going to see that is an attrition. And then you're going to be calling Dustin and saying, I need leads (laughs) because you were hiring the wrong people, right? So hiring the right people, there is an investment in that they're going to cost you more. So I'd also encourage you of looking at maybe a big part of this is the fact that I'm just not willing to pay enough to attract the right type of person, yeah. right? And then also, again, when we talk about conviction, if you're just looking at them as like a pawn and I just need their hands and I just need their help and I need things scheduled, I need them on the schedule, you're not going to recruit very well. You're not going to attract high level people and people aren't going to be attracted to you Because again, you're just offering them a job and they're going to see that your lack of conviction. People want to work for convicted people that are on a crusade, that are on a mission. Their wavelength and their energy that they put out into the world is just completely different. If me and Dustin go and talk to a coach and then somebody who's not convicted goes and talks to a coach, who do you think they're going to go work for? Like that, that dude's got something that's different and I want to be a part of it. Now, it took a long time to develop that, right? But it takes intentionality to say, I need to become that dude. I need to become that woman that attracts high quality people. And I'm going to be willing to make a little bit more of an investment because I know that's what, if I hire this person, I make the investment, it's going to help us grow and have a greater impact on people's lives. And I've seen the cost of trying to be cheap. And I've I've dealt with so many business owners that, they're just so cheap that they just keep bringing low quality people. And then I got a leads problem. I got a nutrition problem. I have a sales problem. No, you have a people problem because you're not willing to make that investment. So I just encourage you to change the lens that you're looking through when, you, when you're looking to hire new team members. Yeah. And, and I think what a lot of it lies into is, is just habit. And if you talk to someone that was going to the gym and doing the same thing over and over, not seeing results, you'd shake them and say, hey, dummy, you're doing the same weights for the same reps and the same exercises. And you're saying, man, I just keep having this team turnover. I guess I got to go do my good old same job posting for the same wages. Uh, We want to shake you and just say, hey, I think the same thing's about to happen for you over and over until you change things up. And I've had this uh, issue where I, I did have to pay less, but when I was uh, you're willing to invest. And I saw the value in getting a higher wage employee on my team. I had way less headaches. There was way less turnovers. I celebrated this past year, three team members having five years on the team and many others are two to three years. And that was around the era that I did start paying more. And so my team turnover has gone down. My client turnover has gone down Because when your team is turning over, it's probably no surprise your clients are turning over because they can't get a relationship. We are in a relationship business. And just as they're starting to get to know somebody, they're putting in their notice or you have to let them go. And then the new person comes in like, hi, nice to meet you. All right, let's start getting to know each other. And then two weeks later, they're gone. And they'll just say, I can't take you anymore. I'm leaving because we might think, well, why are they leaving? I put on great workouts. It doesn't matter about your workouts. It's about your team. 
And so I would say it's one of those things that you do have to have the courage. You got to front. You might not be able to, you know, see how it's going to pan out when you pay this person more. It's something you see on the back end when you get your time back, the headaches are far less. The clients are staying on. You're like, oh, wow, it was worth it. You can't see that. There's no crystal ball. But just here, me and Matt are telling you as people who have done it, it is worth it. When you do find somebody and, and you do, you know, put the courage up. I would even say here's a great test. Put up an ad where it's your normal wage and then three to five dollars more and just see the complete difference, um, you know, in applicants and what's coming in. And it's the same with your clients. I, my first boot camp was ninety nine dollars a month. And now we're, you know, between three and four fifty a month, three hundred and four hundred fifty a month. And my retention is completely night and day between those two types of clients. And so the, the what I'm trying to connect the dots here is the same thing you probably can spot from a mile away with client turnover there's a connection to it with team turnover, what you pay, just like a client who pays more, stays longer, takes it more serious. A, an employer who pays more gets staff member who take it more serious and give better uh, service to your customers. So yeah, great points that you're talking on. One, here, one thing that I uh, heard somebody say too, is like, at the end of the day, if you want to attract higher level talent, you got to be able to pay a little bit more than what everyone else is paying, right? That's just the easiest way to, uh, be able to attract higher level talent and stand out. But there's other ways too, which we'll talk about in future episodes of how to position your ads, how to include different benefits that, again, makes your ad stand out from everybody else's. So there's a lot of tips and tricks that if you do the five things that we talked about, which I'll just recap here real quick, clarity of vision, elevate your leadership cap, elevate your, your reputation, right? Sell yourself on what's in it for them and then really seeing it as an investment and not a cost. So once you do those five things and you start adding some of these tips and tricks and tactics that we've learned over the last 30 years of what works for hiring and, and ultimately what works right now, now we have the foundation to take it to the next level. So the encouragement for you as we wrap up this episode is look through the lens of where do I need to improve? Where do I need to get better? Take action on those five steps right now. And then when you get the next episodes of the tactics and tricks, like it's going to accelerate your ability to attract amazing talent inside of your location. And the last thing that I want to remind you off before Dustin signs us off is just 80% of success is who you let through your door but it all begins with you as the leader and becoming somebody that people want to follow, becoming somebody that attracts high level talent inside of your business. So take action on those five things. Knowledge is not power. It's the application of the knowledge that is power. So please apply it and watch how your business changes over the next 12 months. Yeah, and, and this is the most important work, guys, is self-development work. It never ends, literally, to the day you die. And so you want to always be building yourself and developing yourself. And so, yeah, like Matt said, make sure you subscribe because we want to continue this on with the more tactical and strategic things to do to hire people. But we want to start with this first and plant this bug in your ear because you can't lead others well until you lead yourself better. And so get that dialed in, make yourself an attractive character, a strong leader, somebody with clear vision, goals, going places. And, you know, something exciting to be a part of because that's your competitive advantage against the big corporate gyms. You know, being a small business, 
is that they get to have more time with you. How often do you think they get to be around the owner of the big box gym, right? Like they'll never see them. So maybe they get to be more, more time around you. They get more camaraderie. There's more impact and it's not so numbers driven. Like a lot of coaches that join our team say, I hated that corporate gym because everything was just numbers, 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 money, money, money. Listen to that. That is your entry point to say, cool, because we do impact here. This is what we're about. Impact over everything. So lead yourself, make yourself and your opportunity position so that when you do put out that bait, the right fish come in for it and you'll start to assemble your dream team. Guys, I do want to point you to one final thing, and that is a new mentorship program that me and Matt are rolling out. It is called the Fitness Empire Mentorship, and we are now accepting clients. We are not going to have this as open enrollment all year. This is a period of time where we now are accepting people into it. This is the ability to step closer and work more closely with me and Matt. And so if you guys are interested in that, you go to the website, yourfitnessempire.com, and that's where you can enroll and get into that program. And I got to tell you, we want to make this budget friendly. So it's priced at just $10 a day. It probably is not going to be there at that price forever, but we're willing to do it now for those initial members who are going to join the program. So that cost is not a factor and that we can help you guys grow your fitness empire. So again, go to yourfitnessempire.com and we'll see you guys in the mentorship. Matt, we are going to see these guys next week and we'll continue this topic on hiring all-star talent. All right, brother. Thank you for everything you shared. Of course. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode and and really helps you build your fitness empire so you guys can grow your impact in your income. And the only reason we ever talk about income is when you grow your income, that means you're growing your impact. That means you're providing value to the world and that you are changing people's lives. And that is what it's all about. So go take action, go change more people's lives, and hopefully we will see you all on the next episode. Hey guys, before we let you go, I want to share with you the details about the Fitness Empire Mentorship. We are now enrolling for it. And this is something that me and Matt have come together because we are wanting to help the fitness industry, the industry that has given us so much, we want to give back. All right. And that's why we're making this a very, very low price so that all gym owners are not priced out and everybody can enjoy this coaching and mentorship experience. So it's only $10 a day, if you can believe it, to join this mentorship program. So if you guys go to yourfitnessempire.com, sign up, what we are here and on a mission to do is to help you to impact lives. Yes, there will be business talk, marketing and sales and leadership and team recruitment. But at the end of the day, we're really going to be looking at clients getting results and client experience. That is the big thing that we want to help you solve. And it starts with you. And it goes to your team and it goes to all the systems that you guys use day to day. And we're going to deep dive into all of this stuff in the mentorship. So if that sounds like something you want some help with, again, go to yourfitnessempire.com. We'll see you in the mentorship.